Welcome to your personal bank. Over the next hour, host Ference Telf will teach you how to grow your funds safely, reduce taxes, and create positive arbitrage. Now, here is your host, Ference. Welcome to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ferentz. Well, I've got to tell you, I have some really exciting news, so very uplifting. If you've been listening to the show since the beginning of this year, I've really been discussing a lot about the founding documents, our Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, our rights, all that type of stuff. I, I define myself, politically speaking, as a constitutionalist. That's how I look view and look at our our political system. And I think it's very important that we understand that and educate ourselves as citizens so that we can understand what our freedoms and rights really are and where they come from. I think that's extraordinarily important and valuable, especially in today's day and age. Well, something just happened recently that warms my heart and gives me great encouragement from a constitutional standpoint. And that happens to be the letter that Governor Texas Governor Greg Abbott wrote to the federal government regarding the border or the immigration crisis that we're dealing with. Unless you've been living under a rock, you probably have heard the story of the federal government took the state of Texas to court. They've been fighting them about immigration and the border now for years, Texas and the federal government in particular. Recently, the Texas started putting up uh, razor wire to on the border to protect, you know, protect their border, reduce the uh, illegal immigration, the border crossings, and have started to enforce immigration law uh, by arresting and returning and deporting, you know, illegals, arresting them. That's awesome. That is exactly what a governor should be doing, protecting his state. Well, the federal government recently took the state of Texas to court, took it all the way to the Supreme Court, in fact, and won, shockingly, in a 5-4 decision that the state of Texas, or I should say the federal government, was able to then remove the razor wire. Now, that, frankly, I believe is a wrong decision. States' rights, it's very clear in the Constitution, Article, I'm sorry, Amendment 10 states that the you know government or the states have the right uh, wherever the federal government doesn't. And if the federal government doesn't do what they're supposed to do, the states created the federal government, not the other way around. So states have prim- primacy, primacy of law here. Texas Governor Abbott is fighting back. And all I can say is we need to stand behind him, encourage him, and hope and pray that he continues to stay strong. So you prayer warriors out there, get get on it. And any other way that we can support Governor Abbott and the other conservative or Republican governors need to encourage and support Governor Abbott on this. But part of this letter, and I'm going to post this on our website on yourpersonalbank.com, because this is one of the biggest constitutional events and crises that our country has seen probably, frankly, since the Civil War. This is a really, really big deal, okay? So here's, I'm going to I'm gonna take a few ask, excerpts from this letter, and again, I'm going to post it on our website at yourpersonalbank.com so you can look it up, share it with anybody you want. It's a simple one-page letter, but powerful. And he starts off this letter by stating, Texas Governor Abbott states, the federal government has broken the compact between the United States and the states. The executive branch has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws protecting states, including immigration laws. He's correct. 
absolutely correct. President Biden has refused to enforce these laws, and he has even violated them. And, of course, the result is smash records for illegal immigration. He goes on to explain that he's sent a number of series of letters, complaints, as he stated. Some ones he's even delivered by hand to Biden. And, of course, the Biden administration has ignored Texas's demand that he perform his constitutional duties. And he goes on and explains several of the, the issues that go along it. And he's talking about also discusses about how many illegal immigrants have crossed the southern border and et cetera. But here's where I, again, warms my heart, and this is the constitutional crisis or the constitutional battle that needs to happen. States need to step up and take, oh, take charge of their rights because our federal government is out of control, and most people, most citizens agree, is going the wrong way. Illegal, illegal immigration is the biggest issue today, and inflation is probably the next one. But he goes on and states, I love this, James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, and other visionaries who wrote the U.S. Constitution foresaw states should not be left at the mercy of a lawless president who does nothing to stop external threats like cartels smuggling illegal immigrants across the border. He is so right on that. And he goes on and states, and understand, Governor Abbott is a lawyer by trade, so this fits right up his alley. He goes on and states, this is why the framers included both he go, uh, refers to Article 4 of the Constitution, which promises the federal government shall protect each state against invasion, and he acknowledges the state's sovereign interest in protecting their borders. Okay, so the states have primacy. They have, again, you have to understand how our representative republic was created. The states created the federal government. In fact, they had to vote and ratify the Constitution to then create the federal government. The states existed before the federal government. Who has primacy? The states do in most situations. There's a few enumerated powers in the Constitution listed that the federal government has the right and control of. One of those happens to be immigration, but like, like Governor Abbott stated, when the federal government refuses to act and protect the states, the states have the sovereign interest to protect their borders. Then it goes on triggering Article 4, which is also triggered Article 1, which reserves the state the right of self-defense. And like he said, he's already declared an, in, an invasion under Texas constitutional authority to defend, to defend the state. This is awesome. This is encouraging this is uplifting. This is a reason to celebrate. Those of you that are love this country, love our society and our form of government, this is the way to do it. This is the right way. My hope, first of all, like I said before, Governor Abbott needs to stay strong, stand firm, send messages to him, call him, encourage him, do anything you can. The We stand with Texas. Texas needs to stand strong, and we need to support Texas in every way possible. This is the right way to change our government back to the right direction. Start going in the direction it's supposed to be, and that is limited federal authority, more states' rights. That was the intention of the founders. That was the mission statement of the Declaration and the Constitution. I discussed that a lot last week. If you missed last week's show, by the way, I got a tremendous amount of feedback, amazing amount of positive feedback in terms of the mission statement of the federal government and 
what it was supposed to be, and we've gotten so far away from that. This letter, this letter that Governor Abbott has sent to the federal government stating broken the compact between the United States and the states is powerful. This is a the first step, I'm going to say, in a step in the right direction. We need to continue this. My other hope is this, this encourages other states, other attorney generals, and et cetera, to start stepping up and taking over their state rights. We saw some of that in Florida with Governor Ron DeSantis. He has been called the best governor in, in America, and I still believe that. He's done some tremendous stuff. Well, now Governor Abbott, who has not always, he's been good, but not always been the strongest proponent, if you will, states' rights and such, appears to be standing up. And again, let's keep him firm because, oh my gosh, I, I can't even stress enough how powerful if this sticks and continues to move forward and we see momentum in various states taking back their constitutional powers, their rightful powers that they have voluntarily, frankly, given up to the federal government, this could be the beginning of a 1776 revolution of freedom, a, a movement of freedom. This is, I'm again, I couldn't be more excited that that is just right up the line, right up the alley. Exactly, exactly what we need, what our country needs—a renaissance of freedom. That's what I'm trying to say. This is exactly it. This is the right way to do it. This is the constitutional way to do it. By the way, and again, the Constitution has in there, like Governor Abbott stated, has these parameters. It has these. The the founders foresaw this. They predicted this kind of stuff. They predicted an overreaching, overarching federal government. They had tremendous fears of a powerful government. Remember, they weren't. They went up against a. a they were up, went up against a dictator, a king with absolute power. They understood what absolute power could do and how it could be corrupted. So this is awesome. I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned because I've got some uh, other things that are so encouraging, but I want to save those to the next segment because I'm running up, going to be running up on a, a break here real soon. But before we get to that, I'll just share. You know, a lot of people ask me all the time, what do you do? So I get fired up on these other topics and I, I fail to share what I do as much. And I'm excited in that area too because we've got some great news in that terms and, you know, personal bank policies. If someone's looking to reduce market risk, reduce their tax liability, grow your money safely, guaranteed, insured, tax-free, that's what I do. I can show you how to do that, help you uh, increase the rates of returns on your money, gain more control. How, how about having liquidity on your money? How about this? We keep talking about states' rights. These insurance policies that are designed to maximize cash growth, maximize dividends, are they are regulated by the states, not by the feds. You know if you put money in a bank, it falls under federal guidelines. But the insurance companies are regulated by each of the states. So you're outside of the Federal Reserve System, for example. That's a positive for a lot of people, especially today. And I think that's something we should be more and more aware of. Now, if you're in one of those states where maybe the freedom index isn't that high, you can establish a entity or, or a residence or a whatever re residency in other states that are more friendly. One of the things that many of these policies will do, will ha they have lost state lawsuit protection from creditors and bankruptcies. Many states have unlimited protections. Each state is different. 
If you contact me at yourpersonalbank.com, I could be happy to share with you which states that are. And if it, some are surprising, some are not, but you can see what your state offers and maybe what you can do to protect your money, not only from market risk, grow your money, create a tax-free bucket of money, diversify, but you also can protect your money from lawsuit and uh, yeah, creditor protection and bankruptcy. These are all part of the state laws. If you want to get away from the federal federal rules and the federal regulations, you can go to the state regulations this way, which is far better in many cases. Well, frankly, in most cases. So again, contact me at yourpersonalbank.com if you want to learn more about that and how to grow your money with safety and be under state regulations, not federal. Stay tuned in the next segment. I'm going to share some other very encouraging news, so don't miss it. Birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Inflation remains higher than average. I'm Ference, host of the Your Personal Bank Show. Inflation increases costs and is typically bad for stocks and real estate values. Your personal bank dividends are interest rate sensitive. This can help offset inflation. For more info, tune in to the Your Personal Bank Show or contact Ferentz at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Your Personal Bank with Ferentz Tal. Have a question for Ferentz? Contact him at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ference. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ference. If you missed the first segment, I'm going to encourage you to go back to yourpersonalbank.com. You can listen to this or any of the previously recorded shows anytime you want. But I discussed one of the most encouraging and big news items we've seen, well, in my lifetime. This is a constitutional event that hasn't occurred. This is the biggest event, I think, I've probably since the, the Civil War, frankly, with this letter that Governor uh, Texas Governor Abbott sent to the federal government regarding uh, states' rights to protect their border. You need to read this. It's on our website, yourpersonalbank.com. This is amazing. He, re, he, re, he references several of the provisions in the Constitution. James Madison, Alexander Hamilton. Man, I mean, I, I, it warms my heart. It just warms my heart. We finally have somebody in power in a situation, the Texas governor, who's referring to and using the, te- the Constitution as it was intended. I couldn't be happier. Now, there's some other news that's encouraging. Now, it looks bad on the surface, but in the long run, I think this is going to be quite encouraging. Again, unless you've been living under a rock, you've probably heard the audio recording that reveals the moment that the Arizona GOP uh, chair, Jeff DeWitt, attempted to bribe Carrie Lake. Now, at first, when I heard this, and if you haven't heard it, go on. It's everywhere. I mean, you can go. There's a five-minute version and a 10-minute version. I'm going to encourage you to listen to the 10-minute version. It is in-your-face corruption. It is mind-boggling. Look, I suspected 
most people, a lot of people, I'll say, suspected there's a large degree of corruption in Washington and politics. This is in your face, straight up bribery uh, corruption. It's unreal. I won't give away some of the secrets if you haven't heard it, but if you want to get your eyes open, listen to this. Now, obviously, Jeff DeWitt, the chair of the Arizona Republican Party, was not aware that he was being uh, recorded, but still, he obviously, I mean, he flat out stated to Kerry Lake, the bottom line was, he stated money back east in D.C. were willing to pay and pay big, and he asked her several times what's the number that they could give to her, bribe her, and give her a consultant job to stay out of politics for two years. So in other words, not run for U.S. Senate. That is illegal, folks. That is illegal bribery. Not only should Jeff DeWitt resign, he should be prosecuted, Okay, this is a massive, I mean, a massive level of corruption. Unfortunately, this, I'm afraid, happens far more than most of us would like to admit. I don't have personal experience with this, but that's my suspicion. This is proof of that. This is proof of how things are. People wonder why the Republicans don't stand up. I've stated this for so long, the rhinos in particular. The rhinos are defined, I think, well, they're by definition, Republicans in name only, which means they're not Republican. So they fall under two, ta- two categories. One, they run in a red district. If you ran as a Democrat, you know you cannot win. Liz Cheney is one that comes to mind, a great example. Wyoming being a very uh, conservative red state, um, she just she's not conservative. She just lied. Okay, so... They run in a you know strong red Republican district or state or whatever and claim to be a Republican and claim all these things, and they're just really Democrats. So they're wolves in sheep's clothing. They're double agents. They're despicable, okay? That's just, they just lied, okay? That's one category of rhino. The other one is they may have, may have started off with the right intentions, but somewhere along the line, they either got bribed or threatened. We know these things happen because in this, in this very audio, they even discuss Jeff Dewitt. Uh, Kerry mentioned a couple of things that he should do, like get get those people behind her because she's a great candidate. And he's like, I can't do that. He even joke half jokingly mentioned, I might start my car one day and it blows up. It's amazing that these people are even discussing this kind of stuff. And Kerry Lake even states in this video or audio, she's not going to stop, and that. They're just going to have to kill her to stop her. That's the level of corruption that we have in politics and in Washington today. We need to come face to face with it. It's pure out corruption and evil. That's we're dealing with. And the people that we need to, to, to change this, I've stated, the, the, how's it going to change? It's really quite simple. The American people have to be fed up with it and demand change and demand the folks that we vote in and represent us are incorruptible. We've got to find people like Carrie Lake, who, like she said, even if you offered me a billion dollars, she flat out stated that. They can't buy her out, make her part of the team, as Jeff DeWitt wanted her to be, as he stated. They can't control her. Folks, that's the thing you need to understand about Trump. Why does the establishment, why do the Democrats and such hate Trump and attack him so ferociously? By the way, they attacked Carrie Lake. She was one of the most attacked candidates when she ran for governor of Arizona. It's because these are people that they cannot control. 
But those are the kind of people we need. We need patriots that are willing to literally put their life on the line and not be controllable to make the change. There's a few up there like that. We need many, many more like that. And this isn't new. Again, I go back to history. I'm a history buff. You all know that if you've been listening. And I'm a constitutionalist. Ben Franklin was famous for making the statement after all the founders, after they signed the Declaration of Independence, he was famous for making a statement that, gentlemen, we all now either hang together or we're going to hang separately. And he went, what he meant by that was very clear. They had just committed treason against the king. The Declaration of Independence and signing it was an act of treason against the king. The, de- the, the penalty for that was death by hanging. They all knew that. They pledged their lives, literally, their fortunes and their honor, their sacred honor, as they stated, on this document when they signed it. But most importantly, they literally put their lives on the line. A number of them got chased by English troops and attempted to be captured so that they could be tried and hung by the king. Thomas Jefferson famously moved his government when he was governor, etc., during those times, during the war, periods of time during the war, they had to move several times so they would not be captured. Because again, if the British soldiers captured the founders, they literally would have been tried and hung for treason. So we've this country was built or founded on that very notion of patriots willing to stand up and literally risk their lives to protect and defend freedom for the country, for all the people, for all the citizens. Carrie Lake obviously is one of those. Trump, like him or hate him, they can't control him. That's why the establishment hates him, which is why the reason why the vast majority of Americans should support him. The establishment considers him their number one enemy. That in itself right there is number one reason why I support and will vote for him and why many support Trump supporters are doing so because we understand the threat, the biggest threat to our freedom is the state, the government, the overactive bureaucracy, all of those things. We have to fight back and we have to do it the best way, the constitutional way that is, is to elect leaders that are unco- they are not controllable. They're, they will not compromise. They will represent. And there are still people like that in this world that will stand up and do that. That Kerry Lake audio is eye-opening, but is encouraging because hopefully we'll see more of that. More Patriots beget patriots. And before I got, start sounding like too dramatic, I mean, oh my gosh, people literally putting their lives on the line to run for office and represent the American people. Yes, it's a very honorable thing to do, and it's a very challenging thing to do, yes. But, you know, that's no different than what soldiers or police or firemen do sometimes on a daily basis. Their jobs require them sometimes to put their lives on the line to do their job. I served in the military. Now, fortunately, I did not was not in a position where I had to be in a wartime environment, a battle environment. But that is expected of any service person. When they join the military, they know, they understand that they're willing, if called upon, to put their life on the line. So this isn't that unusual. 
if soldiers can stand up and put their life on the line to protect freedom, and we've had thousands and hundreds of thousands of people do that in the history of this country, if they're willing to, and millions have been willing to do that, if they are, so can a few politicians. I don't think that's too big of ask. And if firemen and policemen on a daily basis almost have to be willing to put their life in the line to protect the law, to protect and serve, if a fireman has to be willing to put their life on the line to save a building, I don't think it's too much to ask a politician to put their life on the line to protect the freedoms for themselves, for their families, and for their country. Again, I don't think that's too big of a... It's admirable, and I'll admire anybody that does it and support and encourage them. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think that's too big of a ask. You just got to put it in perspective. Now, I'm going to share a couple other things that are, again, very... This is going to be a very encouraging show. I haven't had a lot of those lately, so I'm really excited. But I'm running up against another break soon, so I'm going to ch- you know, finish a thought here, and I'll jump to that one next. And some encouraging thoughts. Again, what do I do? I shared in the last segment about how these high cash value insurance policies or dividends are increasing because higher interest rates. Vanguard has come out and stated they they anticipate interest rates increasing on bond interest rates on these insurance policies, dividends for the next five to 10 years. Look, if you want to invest in something that's insured with guarantees, tax-free, likely to increase most likely for the next five to 10 years, returns safely and not be under federal jurisdiction, but under state light, uh, state under state regulations. So you're outside of the Federal Reserve System and the federal financial stuff. We're going to talk about CDBCs today, so don't miss it. If you want to be outside of that, you should contact me at yourpersonalbank.com. Stay tuned in the next segment. I'm going to share some more great information that will be very encouraging. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Your Personal Bank with Ference Tell. Have a question for Ference? Contact him at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ference. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. Well, today's been a very upbeat show, and I'm going to continue on that theme. And the, the reason being is there's a lot of reasons to be upbeat and encouraged. I've shared some of those in the first couple of segments. If you missed it, Go to yourpersonalbank.com. You can listen to this or any of the previously recorded shows anytime you want. Here's the next reason for being encouraged. So we all know that the left, the Democrats, whatnot, have bashed, have repeatedly and mercilessly attacked Trump 
conservatives in every way manageable. It's just they've denigrated them and to the point where, you know, it just rolls off the back. If you're a, a Trump supporter, you just it doesn't even register with a lot of us anymore because it's so unhinged and emotional. It's it's beyond reason. Sad part of this is and even even uh, Biden himself has gone after what he calls super MAGA and all this kind of stuff going against roughly half of the country. It's amazing how these legacy media types and Washington, D.C. types and establishment types go on these rants and just this level of hatred against half of their fellow Americans. And this is the thing about they need they don't understand. This is what they need to understand. Here's some reason for cause for encouragement. I'm going to share in a minute. But these people that are Trump supporters, super MAGA, whatever you want to call them, folks, they just want what most people want. They want safety. They want the government to keep their safe, secure. They want to raise their families. They want to build their businesses or their careers. They want the government just to leave them alone, not tax them too much or be too wasteful. They just want peace. That's really all these people want. It Being MAGA, by the way, it's become a logo or it should be something. It's What is it? It's make America great again. What is so bad about that? What is so bad about wanting a secure border so that you don't have people coming in who you have no idea who they are, what kind of background or intentions they have? Some of them are criminals. What's so bad about wanting crime to be low because having people come across the border increases crime? That's just a that's a fact. You can't argue. Who wants who wants to, what's so wrong with wanting a closed border, secure border, so we don't have record levels of fentanyl and other drugs, drug runners just coming across our border and poisoning our people? What's wrong with having a, wanting a government to be fiscally responsible and stop wasting our money, giving it to other countries and causes and things that are detrimental to the average citizen and costing us more and more dollars, increasing inflation, all those kinds of things. What's wrong with those kinds of things? And let me ask you the third one. What's wrong with not wanting to be involved in wars that are, for the most part, meaningless and have no real strategic value or interest for the United States? What's so wrong with not wanting to be in endless wars? Those are not big ass. Having a secure border having a fiscally responsible government and not being involved in endless wars, I don't think is ridiculous, crazy, or out there at all. I was accused of being, by somebody, a listener, a right-winger because of some of my positions. And the left, to be fair, has moved so far left. From their perspective, I probably look like a right-winger. I don't consider myself that. I'm kind of center-left, a live-and-let-live person. I'm a constitutionalist. And my positions haven't changed for decades. I was ranting about this stuff when Bush Jr. was in office. This is nothing new. I haven't changed. They have. So I'm not a right winger. I think I'm right pretty much dead center where most people are. All right. But here's some cause for encouragement. So Dean Phillips, he's a Democrat who's running for office against uh, for president against Biden. He has a very unlikely chance of accomplishing anything. But to be fair, he's running. But he, and I disagree with most of his positions because, again, he's a Democrat. And it's not that Democrats are bad. Here's the thing we need to understand. The party has been hijacked. 
I mean, at least in the Republican Party, we have dissent. We have rhinos, but we also have a conservative wing or a base, and there's dissent in the party, so there's not one block, everybody voting the same way, sometimes to our frustration, but at least there's some independent thinking. Democrats don't work that way. For the most part, they vote as a block. It's very rare that a Democrat votes against their party. In fact, when it ha- it's so rare that when it happens, it makes national news. Okay? So this is something very rare. So the fact, well, as soon as somebody says they're a Democrat, I don't care how moderate they are or how reasonable they sound, the track record is very straightforward. They almost always vote the same way. You know, I'm from Arizona, and we have Democrat senator who's now an independent Christian cinema who votes 95% of the time with the Democrats. That's not dissenting, in my opinion. That's not being reasonable or moderate or, you know, a moderate Democrat. They're just, they don't exist, okay? Not in this day and age. Well, this Dean Phillips, who got about 20% of the vote in the New Hampshire Democratic primary, he did something interesting. Here's one thing i got to give him credit for. He stated he made a decision that he wanted to connect with some Trump supporters ahead of the vote because he felt like it's my responsibility and I'm sick of the political culture that only rewards dividers. I, I agree with that, and I commend him for that. So as he stated, he goes, he goes I have friendships on both sides of the aisle. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. He says, but I, I wanted to have an idea what was really what is going on. What is it with this Trump support and Trump supporters? So he went to a Trump rally. So this is a guy, Democrat, who's running for the president as a Democratic candidate who went to a Trump rally. This is what's interesting. His response was, they're the most hospitable, thoughtful, kind people I've interacted with in a long time. He says, I saw people holding signs and all kinds of stuff. The people were so decent that he says, I call it anger taintment. And he goes, they're not as divided or divisive as the media or the legacy media would have you think. And as he put it out, pointed out, he stated, he goes, look, my party is delusional. These people are not like the, what the legacy media is painting them out to be or what my party is painting them out to be. These are just everyday regular folks who want to enjoy their freedoms and want peace and security and safety and to be left alone. It's that simple. Well, here's what's so encouraging about that. Again, a Democrat who's recognizing and realizing, wait a minute, the demonizing of Trump supporters has is way over the top, way beyond what it should be. It's ridiculous. It's not true. These are just regular normal folks that want a better America. Make America great again. There's nothing negative about that. In fact, People should be positive about that very thing. Another person who's no conservative is Jamie Dimon. He's the CEO of J.P. Morgan, the largest bank. And he's even, he's even recent come out. He was in the Davos uh, um, World Economic Forum conference. And he goes, you know, we need to, st-, he goes, demonizing the Trump supporters and all that. He goes, look, we got to take a step back and be honest Trump was kind of right about NATO. He was right on immigration. He grew the economy quite well. Trade tax reform worked, and he was right about some of China. So he goes, you know, 
Trump was right on all these issues, and Biden's been dead wrong. Dead wrong on energy, wrong on the border, wrong on crime, and wrong on the economy. He's correct. Now, Jamie Dimon has an agenda. He is CEO of a bank, and he wants to have access to power, and he sees the tea leaves. He sees that the possibility of a Trump presidency is very real, and he is... He he was a bat Trump basher. He was he not hard like many of those, but he was not for him. We'll put it that way. But he's changing his tune because he wants to have access to power. So he has an agenda, but some of these statements he's made is correct. So what I'm trying to say, the the point I'm trying to get at is whether it's Jamie Dimon, CEO of uh JP Morgan, or it's this um Dean Phillips, who's running as a Democrat, running for president against Biden, they're starting to recognize that the average American is not what the legacy media is painting him out to be. I talk to folks every day of the week, all parts of the country, and I share this all the time. You're in the majority. You need to be proud of that. You, if you're conservative, you want, like I said, you want a secure border, you want fiscal sanity and you don't want endless wars, you are in the vast, vast majority. Be proud of it. Be open about it. Don't be shy about it. There's nothing to apologize for. And the stuff like you're proud of your country and patriotism and being a Christian and raising your family and doing all those things that used to be looked upon highly, they still are. They still are important to most people. Don't be ashamed or shy away from it. Stand strong, be proud, stand up for who you are, and don't apologize. You don't need to be rude. You don't need to shove it in people's faces, but you don't have to shrink back or apologize or feel bad about it in any way. You should feel proud of what you're doing if you're doing those things. Now, I'm going to finish up the show. I've got a few more things I think you're going to find very interesting. I want to discuss a little bit more on CBDCs. Uh, That's uh, Central Bank Digital Currency. We want to discuss a little bit about more of that and a few problems that we're still dealing with we need to address going forward. I do believe, I still believe, even though this is a very encouraging show today, there's reasons to be encouraged. I see the ship changing direction. There's the, the winds of change are occurring. The thinking is starting to turn in the right direction. Enough people are waking up and enough people are getting fed up and don't like the direction the country's going. And that is awesome. We need to keep pouring on the gas, keep pushing. It ain't over. We haven't won, but we're starting to see some reasons to be encouraged. Keep pushing. But I do still believe they're not going to give up easily, so it's going to be a chaotic year. Those that are in charge, the establishment, they're not going to give up their cushy uh, positions and such that they've had for decades in many cases. They're not going to give this up easily. So it's going to be chaotic a year at best, you know, we got an election. I think economically, there's going to be things that are probably going to happen. You need to protect yourself, diversify, make sure some of your money is insured, guaranteed, safe, and free from federal rule falling under state guidelines, state regulations. If you want to learn more about it, contact me at yourpersonalbank.com. Stay tuned in the last segment. I'm going to have some great last information I want to share from, with you, so don't miss it. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Your Personal Bank with Ference Tell. Have a question for Ference? Contact him at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ference. Welcome back to Your Personal Bank Show, and this is Ference. So, some of the things that we need to address that are, well, one more cause for concern and encouragement happens to do deal with central bank digital currency. Now, if you don't know what that is, you need to learn, and you need to learn quick. If the government manages to accomplish creating a center or putting it, they are creating as, as we speak, the federal reserve has openly stated they want to institute this. This will be the end of freedom as we know it. A central bank digital currency means you will be banking with the central bank, the federal reserve in our case, they will be in total control of your money and they will be in control of it digitally. This means they can track every single transaction. One of the things that will happen is you will not have to file a tax return. The taxes will be automatically taken out of, say, income that you receive digitally. Another thing that will happen is if the government then decides, or the Federal Reserve decides they want to stimulate economic spending, they could designate a certain percentage of your funds, your savings or investments, and deem that you have to spend those, those monies on whatever to stimulate economic spending and give you a deadline, whatever that time frame is, and the value of those dollars, if you don't spend them, go to zero. If you think I'm kidding, you need to wake up and smell the coffee and research this. This is very, very accurate. This is the type of stuff that's going on as we speak in countries like China. The other thing that a central bank digital currency could do, as, as stated, it would be absolute control of your money, is they could also control control what you spend your money on or what you cannot spend your money on. They've already discussed things like Carmen credits. In other words, let's say you decided to take a trip or whatever, and it was determined that you spent too much money on gas. They could then limit or for a period of time, how much money you or none you could spend on gas for in the future. They could limit your spending on that. So if you had to go to work, but you exceeded your carbon credit, you may not be able to buy gas. This is a real live example or go on a trip or whatever. They also could limit things like, say, guns or ammunition or any other item that they chose that they deemed unacceptable as a purchase. Now are you starting to understand why federal control of things like currency or anything else for that matter is extremely concerning and can be very detrimental 
to citizens' rights. You wouldn't have any rights. They take over your economic, your ability to buy, buy things or whatever. You, you're, you're out of rights. Done. Game over. The good news is, thanks to Vivek getting into Trump's ear, he said Trump has now promised never to allow central bank digital currencies in the U.S. as long as he's president because it'll protect Americans from government tyranny. Now, that's a good start, absolutely, but this needs to be like passed by Congress. In fact, I'd love to see a constitutional amendment. This needs to be made permanent. Otherwise, all that means is if it's by done by executive order, we all know what happens if a different president gets in, in there four or eight years later, or whatever that may be, and has a different view on CBDCs. Guess what? Then it would be back. At least it buy us four years to try to make it more permanent. So that's a positive. That's a so that's if if you want to maintain freedom of your money, you better support Trump. Like him, hate him, I don't care. Do you want to maintain your economic freedom? This is what it it's boiling down to. I do not believe I'm exaggerating when I state that I believe this next election will be one of the most consequential consequential elections in the history of our country. The only other ones I believe that even come in maybe as much or more were the two elections for Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War, the first one that precipitated the war, Civil War, and the second one that was, in essence, a referendum, should the war continue or not. If Lincoln had lost his reelection, his competitor, McDowell, was running on peace with the South, which would have meant two countries. That's an ex- existential threat to the country. This is too. This is an existential threat to the type of co- government we're going to have and the freedoms that we have. Folks that don't like Trump because of his personal whatever, I'm, I, I'm not a fan of his, of his um, personality either. It's not about that. You need to get over the, the feelings and the personal feelings about the person and look at, is your freedom important to you or not? Do you want the government controlling all of your money? This central bank digital currency is a game. It's game over if it happens. And I'm afraid if we have a Democratic president in another four years, it'll be hard to not have CDBC come, come into play. And again, our freedoms would be game Game over. Game, done. Over. That's how important this is. That's how big a deal it is. A few other little problems that I want to address that are still happening, and it leads back to where I started off with the immigration, illegal immigrants in Texas issue with the Governor Abbott versus the federal government. The Biden administration, the Democrats, for the most part, follow the Supreme Court rulings when it's convenient. When it's not convenient, they set, they've set the example of, well, they're just going to ignore it. And student loan debt is one of those big ones. They flat out, the, the Supreme Court about a year ago ruled and flat out stated that the president does not have the authority to cancel student loan debt. That was a Supreme Court ruling only a year ago. Well, guess what? Biden bails out another 74,000 student loan borrows with over $5 billion in canceled debt which goes primarily to public sector workers, including many teachers and firefighters. Why is the public sector getting bailed out unconstitutionally, according to the Supreme Court? 
Well, primarily, especially teachers unions, it's a payback. They primarily vote Democrat. This is nothing more than a payback for votes. It's a, it's a bribe. It, that in itself should be illegal, in addition to the Supreme Court ruling that they cannot, the president cannot forgive student loan debt. It's not, it is not constitutional. What are they going to do about it? This is why setting that president is helpful for this fight with Texas on the border, stating that the federal government has broken, broken the rule, broken the agreement, uh, the compact, as Governor Abbott stated, between the United States and the states by being derelict, not doing their, not doing what they're supposed to do. Here's another little thing that the Biden administration has thrown out at us. Again, another reason why this next election is so important. The gig economy. They've now put out another rule stating that it's going to it, it's going to be very very difficult. It's a Department of Labor rule. It will make it much more difficult for companies to identify employees as independent contractors or freelancers. This rule, which takes effect in March, is so sweeping that frankly most of the impact hasn't isn't even known. The bottom line is it will limit the freedom of workers who want and enjoy want a flexible work schedule. Many, many people today, especially with the work-at-home economy that we have since COVID, uh, take advantage of that. And as a state, women in particular especially benefit from this type of work. It allows them to better balance professional and personal lives. This is, as one of the one of the uh, Folks were saying this is anti-woman, anti-flexible, and anti-worker freedom. Again, he's, it's all about his union buddies. He's, he's giving back a major pro-union legislation that he's giving back, in basically buying, you know, they voted for him, so he's, he's bribing them by, for their votes again because independent contractors cannot be unionized. That's the bottom line of what's going on here, and we're having a, a challenge with the economy, inflation, more and more people are having difficulty making ends meet, paying the bills, and now it's going to be make it harder on you know truckers, Uber drivers, construction workers, you name it. Any any of those areas where they can work as independent contractors are now going to be forced to be identified as W two employees, which means their taxes are taken out up front. They make less because they can't deduct expenses. Companies because it costs more will actually then. Hire fewer of those people. It'll be it'll be harder. So at a time where it's already tougher economically to make money to make ends meet, a lot of people taking on second jobs and you know gig gig things. It's going to be harder for them to do so. Just what we need. And again, if you want government overreach, government to take control of your lives, then you know stick with the Democrats because that is exactly what they're doing. They keep doing things that interfere with our lives. And that is not what the federal government is supposed to do. It's not in the Constitution. It is not in the Declaration of Independence, which is the mission statement for our country. That was not the mission statement for this country. That was not what it was intended to be. That's not what we were designed to be and not what we lived for the last 250-plus years, yet we have a government trying to pull us, yank us forcibly in a different direction. Again, there's lots of cause for encouragement. There's lots of people that are waking up. 
The solution is more and more people need to wake up. And if, if enough, the majority, and I'm talking about a strong majority so that we have a tidal wave in November and we can get people in there, again, that will stand up to the establishment, cannot be controlled. Trump and Kerry Lake are two great examples of that. There are others. We need to support those types of candidates that will affect change. They will actually listen. They will represent us, the people. They will protect and preserve the Constitution, our freedoms, and our ability to live our life and enjoy our lives and build economic freedom. Without that, without these freedoms in place, you can't build economic freedom. Try to do that in a place like Russia or China or Cuba. You pick. It's extraordinarily difficult. Those kinds of countries are all about connections and who you know, not what you know. If you want more information how to navigate this, I believe, what's going to be a chaotic year, 2024, you want to reduce your risk. You want to reduce your taxes. You want to have guaranteed, insured, tax-free money. We want to be outside of the Federal Reserve System and be more in the state, regulated by the states versus the feds. Contact me at yourpersonalbike.com. As always, stay tuned next week for next week's show. We're going to have some more great information. And as long as it's on our money, in God we trust. Thanks for tuning in to Your Personal Bank. We hope Ferenc Tauth has helped you attain the tools you need to achieve financial freedom. Contact him at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422.